0: If you've struggled to figure out how you can stand out online and amongst all of your competitors, then this episode is going to be perfect for you. I'm talking to Claire Bonn, who is a personal branding expert, and she brings in some amazing strategies about how you can stand out and still stay true to your personal values and what you believe in as a creative or a freelancer. Now, creating a personal brand isn't all just about the logos and the fonts and the colors. There's a lot more of a nuanced and deeper part of it, and Claire is going to bring us some amazing tips in that regard. Now, you're going to love this episode, so let's get to it. If you're seeking a way to escape the cycle of under-earning and overworking, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Well-Paid Creative, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I share what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro. From attracting quality clients, to earning more profit, to escaping burnout, and creating amazing work you love, we're going to cover it all. Join me as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Hey, welcome back to The Well-Paid Creative. I am here with Claire Bond, and I am super excited to be chatting with her today all about everything personal branding and how you can use personal branding in your business to both grow it and I think uh, show
1: up a little bit easier and make things a little bit uh, smoother for you, right? Exactly, yes. Personal branding helps so much. Thank you so much for having me, Gabrielle. (laughs) Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, Claire, and
0: um, your backgrounds with personal branding.
1: So I am a personal brand strategist and the CEO of Clarebond Group. Um, Basically, I help uh, high-achieving entrepreneurs um, create their best personal brand to increase their authority, influence, and trust so that they get more opportunities, more business, make more money, all that sort of stuff. Um, It's kind of amazing how much really can come from your personal brand if you do it right. Uh, Basically, how I started my kind of first I my first job that I really ever had was in New York, and I did branding um, and marketing and PR for Fortune 500 companies. I worked for a couple of them in New York, and I really wanted to go into acting. And what I lacked in acting experience, I knew I had in branding experience. So I branded myself. I built a website, um, had all the social media handles, and I just really dug into all of that, building that out. How, How could I express myself in a way that Casting directors would go, oh, I know who she is. I Mm. know what parts she's perfect for Um, because that's really key. And from there, I started having actors come to me saying, hey, will you help me do the same thing? So that was my really my first foray into personal branding and really realizing how important it really was. And then... Kind of from there, um, I, I founded another company where we helped essentially brand people for online dating and LinkedIn. It's called Online Profile Pros. Really? And, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we basically, um, I was going out for a lot of funding and I'm meeting a lot of founders and I'm meeting a lot of other startup um, you know, founders and angel investors and everything. And everyone, again, was impressed by the personal brand that I had built because I just, you know, I'm like, okay, if I don't have a blog to write about for my acting, I need, I should do it in another way and and still create videos and still create content. It's just kind of like who I am. And I, again, started having people come to me and saying, Hey, can you help me build this for myself? Um, Also, it kind of stemmed from a conversation that I had with an angel investor. Um, He's fairly well known. Um, His name is Jason Calacanis. I was on his podcast um, called Twist and... Basically, he said, you need to be personal branding, you know, founders and um, angel investors. And my very first client for Clearbomb Group was an angel investor. So kind of a little bit of a long story, but I just <laughs> kind of wanted to make sure that I kind of broke down like how really organically it happened. It just I learned through the process. I learned how important it was. And ultimately, people saw, wow, I want you to do that for me. Can you please do that for me? And that's ultimately how I'm here today. Wow, I love that. And I love that, um, how you mentioned the
0: various parts of your career where personal branding actually helped, like when you were an actor, and then as dating profiles, and in that kind of area. And when you think about it, I mean, personal branding is very personal, right? so important. Yeah. And we kind of think of it so much more in the in the business sense, right? You have like a, co- a company branding or you have personal branding. There's like one or the other, but right. there's so, ma- so many wide facets of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, so we do it for, for, you know, I still have the company um, for LinkedIn, obviously very important because more than likely um, based on all the research over 90% of recruiters are going to do a Google search on you. They're going to go down that rabbit hole and be like, who is this person? Do I want to hire them? Um, and beyond that, you know, online dating, I mean, come on, don't most people do a Google search before they meet with somebody? Don't you want to (laughs) know? So it is important. Um, and I think there's, I mean, and there are a lot of people that lie, right? There are a lot of people that lie on those dating profiles. So having a, you know, being, being truthful, having a good photo, having a, a written profile that actually says who you are and it's truthful. That's what you, you know, people are really Um, looking for. So yeah, there's so many facets of a personal brand and we kind of, kind of help along the spectrum almost, right?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you were talking about how you have three main uh, tips or pieces of advice, techniques that people can use if they're wanting to use personal branding for either their business or even for their dating profile.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll talk about for their business really, because if Mm -hmm. you really think about a lot of times, you know, you'll look at your competitor and you'll say, why are they? I mean, I'm better than they are. I have a better product. Mm -hmm. I'm a better designer. I'm a better whatever it is than this person. But that person is personable and they're sharing information, they're sharing content, they're connecting with people. And then that connection is making people say, let me find out more. You know what? Maybe I should work with them. (laughs) It's like, it's this kind of this thing, but that connection, that personality coming through. That is what just really draws people in. Um, I always talk about how your personal brand kind of magnetizes people to you. So if you really think about what you're putting out there, I mean, even with dating, right? What you're putting out there, you want to magnetize your ideal client to you. How are you going to do that? You are going to do that by creating content that they want. So those, are, so essentially, the three tips that I have, and I can kind of, I'll go through each one. But the first one is you have to have a content strategy. Mm-hmm. So I think like I think babe, before that, like like point, you know, point five <laughs> would be um, you need to know who your ideal client is and who you want to talk to. Yeah, you need to have a content strategy, and you need to answer your ideal clients. They're burning questions. What do they want to know? What do they need help with? And you can't be afraid to give away information. Um, you know, there are plenty of people that will take your free information and, and never work with you. They, you know, they'll just take the free information and be like, cool, and walk out the door. And you need to be okay with that because mm-hmm. when you're building this relationship with your ideal client that will pay you your rate this is, it's the game you have to play. There, there's just this, you know, so essentially my rule is give 80% of the time and only ask for something 20% of the time, you know, um, Mm. subscribe, join, um, you know, join my free masterclass, sign up for my blog, um, whatever it is. So those are the three tips and I can kind of go into them in more detail. Um, but yeah, you have to, you've got to give, um, before you're ever, going to, to get anything. I think that's like one of the biggest things. So you need to have like a a content strategy. You need to know who your ideal clients are and where they, where they're hanging out. So where you can provide this content. Um, you know, if they're hanging out on TikTok, learn TikTok. If they're hanging out on Instagram, learn reels, learn stories, learn all those things. Um, you know, that is ultimately what you need to be doing because you need to be showing up where they're, where they are and where they are currently consuming content around what you do. Um, and you just got to keep doing it. Cause it, it's a, it's a kind of a weird thing because there's this, there is a tipping point, right? I mean, even with a podcast, there's a point where you're just like, no one's listening. Only my mom and my friends are listening. And then there's a point where it, again, it kind of builds upon itself, you know, and that's the whole thing with a personal brand. It's not something where you can just say, okay, I'm here. Why isn't everyone clamoring to hear about me? It's because you haven't built that no like and trust factor. So you have to have that content strategy and you've got to commit. You've got to commit. When no one's watching, you've got to commit. But the best part about the no one watching part is the fact that no one's watching. And if you yeah. fail, it's okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like that's the thing that, that, that is is you know you really need to think about. Um, so then you again so you know where your, your clients are. You you have this content strategy. You know what you're going to do now. Figure out what they're asking. You know it can be done with Google searches, finding out what your what your competitors are asking, um, and and answering and doing and, and basically saying you know what. I t- certainly see my competitors give advice and be like I don't agree. Mm-hmm. You you give your answer you know, and, and be you ultimately, you know, so I think that a lot of times people don't want to necessarily look at their, their competition, like, oh, I don't want to copy them. But sometimes you can get an idea of what's working, what's not, how you're different, um, and where you, you can kind of slot yourself in. Uh, I worked with a business coach that called that the gap, you know, so you kind of fill that gap that your competition is not filling, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's where you will shine and you will Mm -hmm. come out um, on top. And then the 80-20 rule. So many people. I used to be – so I've done many things. I, I My whole foray into um, – after I was doing acting, I, I had a food blog. Um, <laughs> and so um, I've done so many little things along the way. And, uh, you know, started – I that turned into a lifestyle blog. So I've kind of been in that influencer space too. And I can't tell you how sick and tired I am of like – Find the links, like to know it, and that kind of thing. Like, I mean, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about, where people were constantly like, buy my buy my stuff off of Instagram. Um, you know, here's my video on YouTube, and all the links are down below. And it was just kind of this icky thing. I'm, mm. I watch your video where you're essentially just selling me on something. That's all it's, it's doing. You're telling me these are the newest, greatest products, but I don't really know if you like this pen because they're sponsoring it. <laughs> You know, and it just becomes this kind of, I I don't want to, I don't want to follow you anymore. I don't want to watch your content because all you're doing is hawking somebody, you know, a pen or whatever it is that someone's paying you to do. You're not telling me this is the best pen because I tried five different pens and this one's by far the best that I trust. Right? So if you have, if you think about it, 10 blogs, make eight of them just giving real information maybe 20 of them can be, you know, 20%, two of them can be sponsored. But that's like, that's like kind of the rule of thumb. It's, it's thinking about giving people really good information, um, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So just think about that. That's like one of the, that's like one of the biggest keys too, is just think about how you, if you can step away from yourself, think about the information that you're sharing and is this actually valuable information, would you find it if if you were just starting out would you find this valuable that could often mm. tell you a lot
0: i love that and when you're um, when you're a creative and we're trying to sell client work essentially a lot of the times what i find works in that 80 20 rule is that 80% of valuable content should be uh, lessons you've learned while working with clients. It yes. should be, you know, this came up and I solved this problem this way. It could be, mm-hmm. I didn't expect this, so this is what I did to solve it. Those kind of valuable content, right? Because a lot of times we we struggle because it, it's hire me is right. kind of our, our call to action, Right. And like you said, it should really only be about 20%. But yeah. that other 80% is proving to them why they should hire you. Because right. you solve this problem for that person or look at this pretty thing you made. And it's it, it just kind of... Brings out that whole well-rounded content strategy, like you mentioned.
1: Right. I mean, even if um, people that are kind of drawn to the stories that you're sharing are other creatives that are maybe more um, on, you know, doing the similar things to what you're doing. Think about the fact that that you know, we, we not all creatives do the exact same thing, right? So you might find someone you you follow, and you're like, you know, what, I'm going to give that person a referral because I don't do this but I know this person does. And I really feel, I, I don't know them, but I, I like them. I like the, the, yeah. the stuff that they share. I feel, you know, you, again, it's that connection. Um, just not know, you know, you don't know somebody, but you can really figure out a lot by watching somebody's videos and, you know, it's, it's something about like the eyes, right? You can just tell if someone's lying to you or they're just doing this stuff to like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, fine. I have to do it 80% of the time because Claire said so. And I really don't (laughs) want to, you know, you can really tell if someone's like Mm. being very truthful and real. And I think that, you know, I think that's, what's going to, going to, you know, differentiate you (laughs) from anyone else is, is being real and just really giving great information. Um, Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I, I'm very active on LinkedIn now, not as much on, um, on Instagram. And I can't tell you how there are people kind of competitors, uh, not exactly competitors, but do similar stuff. But I love sometimes their stories and you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I've so been there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those client stories or, um, just yeah. Hitting a wall of creativity or just sometimes it's, yeah, we're all human. I mean, I, one of the posts that did so well for me was talking about imposter syndrome. It's something that I really felt when I was going out for funding. I felt like I was a twelve-year-old. I was like, "Why am I here? I feel like I'm twelve years old. I feel like i what? I can't do this." And yeah, why? There was no reason. And um, I actually spoke to a mentor that, um, yeah, and in, in he helped me kind of like. Get over my fear, and basically was like, "Yeah, we all deal with that." And he—he was a um, actually former CEO of a very well-known dating company, and was here in Los Angeles. And basically, he said, "Yeah, we've all been there." And I'm like, "You're the CEO of a major company, so okay, (laughs) I feel so much better." (laughs) So I think sometimes just sharing those stories, you know, you'll get DMs, you'll get comments, you'll get people going. Thank you, I felt the same way, and I thought it was the only one. We're going to get
0: right back to the conversation because it is so good, but I want to tell you about a free quiz at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz that's going to help you discover the unique hidden key to higher profit and awe-inspiring growth in your creative business. Now there are so many keys to growth in a business, but they don't all fit the lock of your business right now. That's why I developed the Profit Finder quiz, and it's going to show you exactly what you need to be focusing on to reach the next level. Now, making a decent living from the work you love doesn't have to be hard. And when you answer these profit finding questions for yourself, you're going to make it so much easier go take the profit finder quiz today you can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz and get your unique key plus in-depth strategies designed to help you see growth fast now again that's at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz all right let's get back to the episode So as you were kind of working with your clients to create a personal brand with them, do you walk them through like a specific
1: process to get to the like that end brand at the end there? So we have like two different programs that we work with people. We have the done with you and the done for you. So the done with you is more, um, yeah, we kind of work with them on formulating what they're going to do kind of at the end of the three month period that we work with them. The done for you, we basically, um, it's very similar. Basically, the the three month period with the done with you is kind of crammed into a one month where we do it all. And then we just hit the ground running in month two. But, um, you know, one of the things that I learned back in the back in my new york fortune 500 days is 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 having a plan project project management and i think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't really think about is having a plan Mm -hmm. you've got to know and you've got to yeah so we really strategize the whole team we figure out um competitors and, and where people, where the ideal clients are. Um, and again, where that gap is, where they're going to, you know, a lot of, I can't tell you how many times clients will come to us and say, this is me. Cause we have them fill out kind of an onboarding form. And then we kind of go, I think you would be better as this kind of not really telling, making it different, but restructuring it based on what we find in the market. And, um, a lot of I, you know, Google is really king when it comes to all that we do, uh, because being, being, you know, showing up organically in search is going to be huge because again, that's going to be a big piece of, of, you know, someone's doing a, doing search. I can't tell you how many times people find a blog or a YouTube video that I did. And they're like, they'll sign up for a consult. They literally saw one blog and within, you know, short period of time that trust has been built and they sign up. So so that's kind of that's kind of where we lay that groundwork and then from there we build on the social build on videos build on podcasting build on all this other stuff but um yeah SEO and Google and YouTube is so important. Mm, so it's 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 a it's a mixed strategy. So that's a, kind of how we bring in kind of that corporate kind of thought behind it. It's not just getting the messaging right, it's getting the messaging right and doing all of the marketing strategy, the actual real marketing. So we're kind of like a fractional marketing, you know, marketing group. (laughs) That's how I, that's how I think about it.
0: I love that. So what would you say are some of the big mistakes that people make with personal branding?
1: (sighs) The biggest, you know, we've done this in that we've, we've made mistakes bringing on clients that weren't aligned with us. Um, weren't aligned with the compounding effect of a personal brand, and they're like, again, I mentioned this before. I'm, I did, I did this. It's month two. Why isn't everyone clamoring for me? Why don't I have 80 consultations and all this stuff? And it, you haven't built the no like and trust factor. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing. It compounds, and that you know we are very, very. Um, we make sure we don't have anyone that's not aligned with that. So that is the biggest thing it compounds, it's, it's why at the very beginning I was saying you have to have that content strategy and you can't give mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you can't give so up when no really one's listening. A, so it's really a long-term game is what it you're really, It really is, but it pays off. Mm-hmm. It pays off because th- just like I was mentioning, the fact that I, someone will read one blog and sign up for a consultation. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the fact that I did all this work, it's really hard to write, you know, four 2,000 word blogs. I don't do it. I have a team. But, <laughs> um, you know, monthly, it's very hard to create the videos behind it. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of work. The whole team, I, you know, my teammate, oh, your puppy. Office <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, you, you, yeah, we have a team that, that works to make all this happen at Clairbond Group. But, you know, all of that, it does have an impact, but you can't, you can't let up, you can't take your foot off the gas, you know, you can't just coast. Um, and that's really, really important. And that's just one of the things, I mean, you know, exactly what I'm talking about with your podcast. It's hard work. Mm -hmm. And if you just, you know, said, you know what, it's too much work and stopped, which a lot of people do, you're not going to have the benefits of having, um, you know, a well-known podcast and getting great guests on your podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want better clients, more money for your, you know, you've got to keep going. You've got to build that know, like, and trust mm-hmm. and know and trust that it's compounding and that it will work. Oh, wonderful. So for someone who's
0: listened to this episode and they're like, okay, I got to build my mm-hmm. personal brand. Yeah. What would you say is kind of the very
1: first action step they should take? I mean, you have to know who your audience is. You really mm-hmm. need to know who your ideal avatar is to do those three steps that I talked about. So know who your ideal client is. And sometimes it changes because I kind of had an idea who my ideal client was. And then sometimes you're like, wow, all my clients don't fit that. <laughs> so mm. I kind of need to change my strategy. Like I started out on LinkedIn and I find or on Instagram and I found out there weren't there, they were hanging out on LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. and on YouTube. So I've, I'm way more invested in YouTube and, and LinkedIn than I, than I was before, like two years ago. Um so that is one of the things that you need to know because if you're on the wrong platform and you're sitting there telling the greatest information but they're not there. Like we mm-hmm. had this one client that really wanted to be on TikTok. Was obsessed and I'm like I promise you your clients are not on TikTok. Again, that was that research that we did. I was like I promise you they are not looking for for your content on TikTok.
0: Mm-hmm. They're just not Your
1: 13 year old to 18 year olds are not. (laughs) You just need to know you could, you, if you love TikTok, then rock it, but don't, you know, if that is not your ideal audience, you need to know that stuff. So that's, that's one of the biggest things. No, because you'll be so frustrated if you're on the wrong platform. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's fantastic advice. So
0: I ask everybody on the podcast this question and I love hearing the answers. Do you have a hobby or an activity that you do on the side? That's just for you. You know what? So,
1: like this behind me, I built this bookcase. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, I love, you know, like, yeah, designing and doing stuff around the house and in, like, you know, kind of interior design and kind of, you know, putting all this together. And um, yeah. So, anyway, I basically bought these bookcases. They were hardwood, um, made out of rubber trees, who knew? Um, out of it um, from Amazon, came unfinished. I painted them, went to the paint store, picked the paint swatches. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's just a weird thing. Like literally I'll be like out in front of my house and my neighbor's like, what are you doing? Like my husband and I are both the same way. Like what projects are you guys working on now? Like (laughs) it's, it's such a great, um, yeah. Like getting dirty, like getting, you know, planting new plants. Like I just love kind of like fixing up my house and like doing projects, getting dirty. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like so weird, but it's, it's so rewarding to me to, you know, be like, look, I love, that. I love doing projects around the house. So, so great. Right? So great. <laughs> awesome. So where can people find you online, Claire? Um, Claire bond.com. So C L A I R E B A H N.com. So all, you'll find links to everything. Um, I have a free masterclass. Um, some of the tips that I gave today are on that, including some extra ones. Um, but yeah, I, we just, yeah. And, and I have literally, I have lots of blogs with information, just like I was mentioning and t- tons of stuff on my YouTube channel, um, for free info. If you guys, if you know, anyone needs it, it is there. They are very in depth, <laughs> you know, blogs on, on really just everything, anything that you need to like, you know, building a personal brand statement, done a blog on it. <laughs>
0: Awesome. All right. Well, everybody go check out Claire. We're going to link down below in the show notes too, if you check out the uh, episode show notes and um, yeah. Thank you so much, Claire. This has been such a
1: fantastic conversation. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. It was great. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative.
1: This podcast
0: is sponsored by 12 Strong, a full service marketing automations agency. You can learn more at 12strong.com. Theme music is by Silverhoof, and our guests are not paid for their time and energy, so please do give them any support that you can. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and so much more. Join me next week for another episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and if you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful for a review or a share with someone you think would benefit. Now let's hear some more of that amazing theme song.